It's the start of August, which means Big Ten football will be played this month, and official scholarship offers have started going out to Penn State's incredible class of 2022. Let's talk about it on today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Of course, you can get your Penn State podcasting fix right here on Locked On Nittany Lions. But if you want a grand view of everything going around around the Big Ten, make sure you check out the Locked On Big Ten podcast hosted by Nick Dickinson and joined every day by a new host from across the Locked On podcast, Big Ten shows, myself included. I'll be there every Tuesday talking all things Big Ten with you on the Locked On Big Ten podcast. Make sure you follow the Locked On Big Ten podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, everybody? My name is Kevin McGuire. I'm the editor of NittanyLionsWire.com, a part of the USA Today Sports Media Group, a contributor to AthlonSports.com, and, of course, your host of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. We are here every Monday through Friday right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And, of course, you can catch us on that awesome Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So no matter if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, however you're listening to my voice right now, make sure you take a quick second and hit that follow button or subscribe button, whichever one they're using these days, and make sure you never miss a single episode of Locked on Nittany Lines, where we are talking on a daily basis about all things Penn State recruiting. Looking forward to the upcoming season. We've got lots of season preview content on the way. We're going to try to mix in some interviews along the way, so you do not want to miss a single episode every single day, Monday through Friday, new episodes for you covering all things Penn State football. And, of course, taking a look at around the Big Ten, taking a look at the national scene throughout the week. You're not going to want to miss it. And now's a great time to get involved because Penn State has been rolling this summer in terms of recruiting. We're going to talk a little bit about that coming up in just a moment here. And, of course, we're going into a season where I personally have some pretty high expectations. So now's a great time to get on board with the Locked on Nittany Lions podcast. Get your daily Penn State conversation with me. And, of course, you can also be a part of it by joining us on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch. We're going to get YouTube up and going somewhat soon still waiting for some final details to be hashed out there but it does look like we are going to be heading into the youtube uh fun which is going to be really cool i'm looking forward to that but we'll share all those details once we get that all finalized uh we are on those social media accounts uh using the username of locked on nittany on twitter facebook instagram and twitch so whichever one you prefer catch us at locked on nittany send in your questions your comments your uh, thoughts, and we try to get them into the show as well. Coming up tomorrow, it is Twitter Tuesday, so now's a great time to make sure you're listening to this episode and send in your questions, and we will address them uh, as many as we get in in tomorrow's episode. So Twitter Tuesday, every Tuesday, but we cannot do it without your questions and your tweets and your comments. We address them all. So make sure you flood the mentions with uh, questions about Penn State, the Big Ten, college football in general, or you just want to have some fun with some fun off-topic conversations we are all for that as well. So Twitter Tuesday, every Tuesday, right here on Locked on the Lions, getting your questions right now. And one thing I certainly do not have any questions about is Penn State head coach James Franklin and his ability to recruit a stellar recruiting class. I've been saying it, I don't know how many times this offseason, certainly over the course of the last month. The month of July was just seeing Penn State on fire on the recruiting trail. They finished off the month of July with a couple of more commitments on Saturday. They snagged the commitment of a Maryland safety and Kevin Winston Jr., a three-star prospect out of the state of Maryland. Uh, he had come down to Penn State and Maryland. Penn State looked like they were beating the favorite there. Uh, no question that uh, landing him 
is good news for Penn State, not so good news for Maryland. And then it followed up later that evening on what was already a big recruiting day for Penn State with the commitment of Philadelphia four-star linebacker Abdul Carter out of LaSalle College High School. Uh, so another tremendous addition to Penn State's incredibly impressive class of 2022. You don't have to look very far to see just how highly regarded this Penn State recruiting class is. I've said this time and time again on the podcast, and it never gets old. Penn State is on track to signing the best recruiting class that we have seen at Penn State in a very long time. Clearly the best signing class that James Franklin has ever been able to pull together. And there is a lot of reason to be excited about what is being put together here. It's a pretty even split between offense and defense. I think defensively is probably taking a lot of the spotlight because Penn State has added some really good defensive linemen. Uh, They continue to secure their defensive secondary. Obviously getting a four-star linebacker is always good. You get two really good recruits out of Philadelphia area in this recruiting cycle. And Penn State is just dominating uh, everywhere they go on the recruiting cycle. That doesn't mean they've won every recruitment. Uh, and there's still probably a couple more that could still be very well on the way for Penn State. But if the only school that's ahead of them is Ohio State, we understand that that's a little bit of a problem and a concern. But again, Ohio State has been on such a high level on the recruiting trail for a number of years, really go back to the start of the Urban Meyer era. Uh, Ohio State just kind of elevated their entire recruiting game. So everyone else in the Big Ten has to up their game. And while there have been some programs that have certainly recruited better than they have traditionally over the past 20 years, Penn State seems to be on a really solid track right now. Uh, Just look at this class of 2022, and it is just incredible to see that they are being so highly regarded in the national recruiting rankings. They're up to number two. They've been at number two for a while now, uh, according to 24-7 Sports and their composite team rankings. And even though Alabama's on the surge, you got to watch out for Alabama. There's no question in my mind that Alabama still has uh, some more key players on their way in their class of 2022. But Alabama's been roaring up the recruiting rankings. They're up to number three as of the time I'm recording this. So they've passed LSU. They passed Notre Dame. They passed Florida State a while ago. And Alabama probably still could very well end up with the number two recruiting class. I don't know if they'll climb the number one unless they uh, see some cracks in Ohio State's foundation, but uh, honestly, Ohio State doesn't have many cracks there. So I do feel as though uh, even if Alabama does eventually pass Penn State, Penn State is still going to have an incredible recruiting class on its hands. Now, they did lose a commitment over the the weekend. Tyrese Fiebre, uh, the recruit out of Pittsburgh, defensive lineman, uh, announced that he was decommitting from Penn State at the end of last week. And even with that loss, and it does look as though he's trending in another school's direction, namely Pittsburgh, um, you know, good for Pitt, not so great for Penn State, but still, even with that departure from the recruiting class, Penn State is in still really solid uh, foundation for this class of 2022, according to these national rankings. So even taking that into consideration, Penn State easily on track to signing the best recruiting class that we have seen in Happy Valley in a very long time. Arguably the best class of the Big Ten era. I, I don't think is a overstatement that uh, should be taken lightly. I think that that is probably a legitimate argument that could be made right now. Obviously, still some time between now and the signing period, uh, but Penn State with 24 recruits on board for the class of 2022 as of right now, uh, and this is looking like a really, really good recruiting class, which was to be expected. Penn State was expected to go all in on this class of 2022 after signing an expectantly smaller uh, recruiting class in 2021. We all know that the focus was on just going big or going home in this class of 2022. 
and they're they're knocking it out of the park right now. Again, Ohio State is still ahead of them. That is a concern, but you can only handle what you can handle right now, and Penn State is handling things very well. There aren't many things that are going to cause somebody to get off the beach and head straight home with a two-hour drive, but you know what? When you get the alert that Built Bars have just been delivered to your front door, you might give it a good hard thought before doing so. Now, I didn't go quite that far when I found out that my recent order of Built Bars had been delivered to my front doorstep when I was at the beach two hours away, but I was very excited when I got that notification because as soon as I placed that order for my salted caramel Built Bars, I've been thinking about them on a daily basis until they arrived. I got the notice that they had shipped, and then it was just a waiting game, and when those arrive on your front doorstep, you get excited because these are not only the best tasting protein bars on the market, but they're also very healthy too, and you can fit them into any kind of diet. Most of the flavors they have come between 17 and 18 grams of protein and only 130 to 180 calories depending on which flavor you get and they've got a variety of flavors to choose from they're always adding some new limited edition ones the grasshopper cookie one is phenomenal they just made it available again so if you get a chance to order that one you will not be disappointed go check out all the options they have available you can go to built.com and don't forget to use the promo code locked 15 you're gonna save yourself 15 percent off your order of built bars I wanted to go back real quickly and just share a couple more thoughts I had about what Penn State is doing on the recruiting trail and where we go from here. Because when James Franklin was hired to be the head coach at Penn State, he had one thing that was really getting a lot of people excited. That was his ability to connect on the recruiting trail with younger players coming out of high school, connecting with their families. And by a large degree, that has been very successful for him at Penn State. We have seen the recruiting classes at Penn State have typically been trending upward. It's been kind of up and down at times for various reasons. But I think overall, you can take a look at the kind of talented players that James Franklin and his staff have been responsible for bringing into the program, uh, working with in the program, and then sending off to the next level. And you see that the quality is certainly there. There's something working with James Franklin and recruiting that just seems to be paying off in a big way. And there's a reason why Penn State, before last season, had won 11 games three out of the previous four years, had gone to win a Big Ten championship, play in three New Year's Six Bowl games within a four-year span, or maybe it was five years, I forget exactly off the top of my head, uh, and, and win a couple of those, winning the Fiesta Bowl against Washington, winning the Cotton Bowl against Memphis. You don't get to that level without knowing a thing or two about recruiting talent. And James Franklin has done that not only with the, the players that he has accumulated, but also on the coaching staff. And this is another thing that I think has been very successful for Penn State or a reason why they've been so successful uh, during James Franklin's run as head coach at Penn State. And I don't know if he gets enough credit for it sometimes. I mean, there's one thing to have an eye for talent on the football field, but I think there's another thing to be said about the, having the eye for talent on your coaching staff. And yeah, there, there's been a good amount of turnover on the coaching staff during James Franklin's career. But if you take a look, most of those departures from the coaching staff are tending to move on up to other positions elsewhere. And that is because they have been successful. So James Franklin knows what he is seeing in the coaching landscape, sees what he likes, finds a way to find guys that will work within what they're building at Penn State. And the coaches succeed. And then they go off and have other opportunities, whether to be a head coach or move up into a new assistant coaching position uh, as an offensive coordinator, defense coordinator, whatever the, case, whatever the case may be. And I think that there is something to be said just about the kind of quality of coaching 
that Penn State actually does have. Now, I say this with full understanding that one of the biggest criticisms that a lot of people may have about James Franklin is the way that he manages his game. And I think that it is fair at times. I've said that before. I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm not going to make excuses for it. I just feel as though if you take all the things into consideration, what James Franklin has been doing at Penn State has been acquiring talent, not just for on the field, but also on the sideline. Because it almost doesn't matter how much talent you have on the field. If you don't have coaches that are going to put those players in the best position to succeed, then what's the point, right? You have to have coaching staff uh, around you that's going to help get these guys to reach their potential, maybe exceed their, their expected potential, and really come together, buy into a philosophy, put in the work, and let that translate to victories on the field. Now, again, last year it was kind of the uh, the speed bump that uh, maybe was overdue for Penn State. And for a variety of reasons, once again, uh, Penn State's 2020 season was nowhere close to the expectations that I know I had for Penn State. And I'm sure internally within the program, it was nowhere close to being acceptable for them. And that's why it's actually been good to hear coming out of Big Ten Media Day, and I suspect we'll hear more again uh, this Saturday when Big Ten, or I'm sorry, when Penn State has their football media day opportunity in Beaver Stadium. I feel as though the message is not really so much redemption, but just kind of turning the page uh, for from the 2020 season to the 2021 season. So you know, I'm not looking at this upcoming season as a revenge situation in a number of games, although there are a number of revenge opportunities for Penn State given how the 2020 season went down. But my sense is that the theme within this Penn State football program that is being sold and delivered and then shared publicly is that this team is out to redeem themselves, both individually and as a team. And that's a good thing to hear. I think there's a lot to be said about just moving on and growing from the the, the pains of the 2020 season and not using that to get you down, but really to kind of build you up. You know, there is no greater motivating factor, I think, in sports than proving people wrong. Uh, I think, you know, it obviously varies by individual, probably, in terms of what actually motivates them. But I think last season gave a lot of people reason to doubt Penn State, doubt James Franklin, doubt Sean Clifford, doubt a lot of the players across the board. And I think you can look in the mirror and say that you are responsible for a lot of the downfalls of what happened last year. And again, I'm not making excuses, but there were some legitimate reasons why Penn State had a down 2020 season by uh, all standards that were going into the year. But now is the opportunity to kind of work with the clean slate. You've got a new offensive coordinator who I know I'm very excited about in Mike Yurcich. And I think you have the quarterback in a third year starting quarterback in Sean Clifford that uh, you know, you get a third year starting quarterback in college football. I'm going to take that just about every chance I get. Uh, and understand that, you know, it doesn't mean that Sean Clifford is going to be the best quarterback in the country. Maybe not even the big 10, but you give me a third year starting quarterback with a solid offensive line around him and good playmakers in the running game, the passing game. I'm going to roll the dice and take my chances with that. So that's why I'm pretty excited about Sean Clifford coming into this season. Again, I'm not expecting a you know a 4,000 yard passing season or anything like that from Sean Clifford, but I do suspect that we're going to see far fewer turnovers, better decision making, and a style of offense that I think will be more suitable to what he brings to the table and what his players around him on the offense will be able to capitalize on. So I think that going back to my main point, it doesn't matter what kind of talent you have on the field. 
you have to have the coaches that are going to be in place to allow these guys to reach the level that you're expecting out of them. And I think that that's all in place right now. I don't think you need to be a rocket scientist to suggest that Mike Yersich is a good offensive coordinator. But the fact that James Franklin was able to see that opportunity to bring him into this Penn State staff and capitalize that and not let anybody else grab him when there was a coaching turnover with the Texas Longhorns, who, by the way, are now officially going to the SEC. Another story that we're not even going to touch much on today. I think James Franklin deserves credit for being able to accumulate the kind of coaching staff that he has. Even though there have been a number of changes over the years, I think that Franklin deserves credit for not just filling those vacancies on the coaching staff, but filling them with upgrades at those various positions. That's what I think about Mike Yurcich and what James Franklin has done in accumulating coaches for his coaching staff. Let me know what you think. Reach out to us on Twitter at LockedOnNinny. What do you think about James Franklin and his ability to sign a coaching staff in addition to signing recruits the way that they have? Share your thoughts with us on Twitter, and we may relay some of your thoughts and comments in tomorrow's edition of the Locked On Nittany Alliance podcast because it is Twitter Tuesday. So get in your questions, get in your comments right now at Locked On Nittany is the Twitter account and fill up the mentions. We'll try to share as much of your feedback in tomorrow's episode as possible. Look, I'm clearly pretty optimistic about Penn State going into the 2021 season. So I looked over on BetOnline. I wanted to take a look at the futures. I wanted to take a look at the week one lines that have been updated and seeing where Penn State falls into the picture. Now I'm looking at those week one lines. Penn State on the road against Wisconsin is a four and a half point underdog. I got to tell you, Penn State at four and a half, plus four and a half in that game against Wisconsin. I'm kind of liking that line in Penn State's favor. I'm not quite ready to announce whether or not I'm going Penn State outright, but Penn State plus four and a half, I think I'm jumping on that right now. And take a look at the win total. Penn State's win total on bet online is set at eight and a half. You can go over at minus 120 or under at minus 110. I'm leaning towards the over at minus 120. I still think that this is a nine win team at the bare minimum coming into the 2021 season for Penn State. And of course, if you want to place a couple bucks on Penn State, a plus 8,000 to win it all in 2021, I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to advise you to do that, but I'm certainly not going to stop you. Don't forget that bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the sports action, whether it's baseball, the Olympics, or of course those college football and NFL futures and those week lines, they're already out there. So head on over to betonline.ag. You can do it on your mobile device or on your desktop, your laptop. Sign up today. It's totally free to do so. And then don't forget to use the promo code locked on when you make your initial deposit and bet online is going to give you a 50% welcome bonus on top of whatever you're putting into your account on your first deposit. And it's uncapped, unlimited. So take advantage of that opportunity. Once again, that promo code is locked on and bet online is your online sportsbook experts. Make sure you head on over to our Facebook page today at facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. If you haven't already, give us a thumbs up, give us a like, and join our discussion as we ask our weekly question of the week, which is right now going to focus on the position of strength that you feel most confident in for Penn State going into the 2021 season. I certainly have shared my opinions, but I want to hear from you guys. Which position on Penn State's roster are you most confident in thriving this upcoming season? Head on over to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany, and join that discussion all week long. We'll share some of your thoughts throughout the week and certainly at the end of the week on Friday. So as I mentioned earlier in this podcast, we're in August. This is August 2nd, as you are hearing this voice, hopefully for the first time. And we know that Big Ten football is going to be played at the end of this month. 
No, Penn State and Wisconsin, they're going to kick off the following week, the first weekend of September on September 4th with the big noon kickoff on Fox. But if you go to that week zero slate of games on college football's first week of the season, you're going to see a Big Ten contest between Nebraska and Illinois. And you know what? I don't have very high expectations for either of these two programs, but just the fact that you get a Big Ten conference game in that week zero slot to help kick off the season officially it's got me excited. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to see some Big Ten football once again. More importantly, I'm excited to see fans back in the stands again around the conference. And as I said recently in a video contribution for our parent company at Tegna and a little football promo that's being put together, I'm just excited to see marching bands back on the field. And not just the Blue Band, but also Ohio State's band, Wisconsin's band, Michigan's band, Michigan State, Purdue, all the bands around the Big Ten. I am excited to see get back onto the field and in the stands to do their thing. Because I think, obviously, last season we saw that things were pretty tough to take. Uh, we didn't look like we were going to even have Big Ten football at one point. But then Big Ten decides that we've got a way to do this. Let's make it happen. But no fans in the stands. And the first question that popped into my mind was, does that mean there will be no bands in the stands? And obviously the answer to that question was, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> no bands in the stands for any Big Ten game last year. It was a darn shame. It, it honestly was. Because, And I say this because, you know, I went through the marching band experience in high school and in college, so I know what it means to be a part of that game day tradition and game day atmosphere as a member of a marching band. And maybe you can relate to this. Maybe there's somebody out there that's listening to this podcast that was in a marching band as well and, and hopefully had the same kind of experience that I was fortunate to have at Shippensburg. But I feel as though it, it loses something when you don't have the bands in the stands playing the fight songs, playing the little pep songs uh, throughout the game, doing the cheers along with the rest of the student section. Uh, to me, it is just a core part of the college football experience to have bands in the stands. Now we saw marching bands in a variety of uh, stadiums around the country last year in the SEC and the Big 12, uh, obviously reduced capacity, but there were still some bands out there doing their thing. And I'm just happy to see that that is going to be returning as well. So if you are a fan of the blue band, I know that you are looking forward to seeing them return in addition to the return of Penn State football. But of course, Big 10 football kicking off August 28th, Saturday afternoon. I don't know what channel it is, but I'm going to be plugging into it. Nebraska, Illinois. I'm looking forward to it just because Brett Bielma is back. And I've already said that I'm looking forward to seeing Brett Bielma back in the Big 10. We're going to find out a lot about what he actually is as a coach because for the first time in his career, he actually has to prove that he can build something. He wasn't able to do that at Arkansas. Will he be able to do it at Illinois? Then on the flip side, you got Nebraska. Are they actually going to go to a bowl game this year? It's not looking very optimistic if you're a Nebraska fan, but I think um, you know this is a pretty big year for Scott Frost and Nebraska because it may not be getting any easier after this year. So obviously we'll take some time and take a look at each of the teams around the Big Ten as we go up and closer to the start of the college football season, the start of the Big Ten season. We'll take our regular looks around the entire Big Ten once we get into regular season mode. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Big Ten football is back. Big Ten fans are back. And let the Big Ten bands play. Because for my money, the Big Ten has the best assortment of marching bands in the country. Hands down. No contest. Give me those Big Ten bands any day of the week. 
But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you want to come back for more. Make sure you check out the Locked On Bets podcast because betting on college football doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Luke Sterling. They give you daily picks. They give you blowout specials. And one of my personal favorites, they give you wrong team favorite picks. And Lee Sterling's, of course, lock of the day. Make sure you follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. I highly recommend doing so on the awesome Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can also catch Locked on Nittany Lions and Locked on Big Ten. Don't forget, I'm on the Tuesday editions of the Locked on Big Ten podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews coming in. That is unquestionably the best way to show your support for our podcast and continue to help us grow as it improves our placement across those various podcasts and apps. So leave those reviews, leave those ratings, and share these episodes with your friends, with your family, and of course, your fellow Penn State fans. Don't forget to connect with us on our social media platforms. We're Locked on Nittany on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. Stay tuned. We'll have some information about YouTube very soon. I am Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. And don't forget to check out all of our Penn State coverage over on NittanyLionsWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Until next time, everybody, hopefully we got your week started on the right foot. If not, we'll come back and try it again tomorrow. It is Twitter Tuesday tomorrow, so get in your questions now. And until next time, everybody, have a great day. Have a great start to your week. Let's do it all again tomorrow. See ya.